This, 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 this is the Apparelist Podcast, designed to bring you real-life conversation about high-level topics relevant to the decorated apparel community. Hello, apparel people. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Apparelist Podcast. Today, we are talking about company culture. Uh, we at Apparelist get asked about this topic frequently. You know, how should a shop go about building the right company culture, making sure everything aligns with its overall business plan? How do you get staff to buy in? Where and when do challenges arise? All that good stuff. Uh, company culture affects everything within a business from hiring to employee organization and workflow. But it's about more than just bringing in free lunch on Fridays. So let's dive into the details. Today's guests are two guys I consider to be experts on the topic. They've built one of the most successful screen printing companies in the U.S., and arguably one of the most recognizable. And of course, you know, one of the reasons is probably because they have pretty good company culture. So let's welcome Rich Santo and Carlo Oviedo of Culture Studio. Rich is the CEO, Carlo the CRO. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. That was a great intro. Thanks. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. Absolutely. You, you, yeah, you know, I love you, what you guys do over there at Culture. I'm Carlo. You serve our, on our advisory board. So it's always fun to hear what y'all have going on. Carla, when we, we started talking about this um, podcast episode, you know, you brought up the topic of company culture. And I, I think that that's, you know, a really solid one. But before we really step into that, um, wh- why don't I feel this question? Let's start with you, Rich. Um, can you guys give me just like a little background on Culture Studio? How did you guys get to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, um, specifically directed to culture, you know, we didn't kind of flip a coin and just choose, you know, that that first word in, in the company name. You know, we we knew, I, I guess, even even before really starting the the business that, you know, the culture of the organization was going to be the number one top priority. We kind of had, had a dream to get, you know, very interesting clients. But ultimately, you know, we you know knew super early on that even if it was fun or we were doing, you know, really, I used to say like cool stuff that that would die down and you know we would we would a t-shirt became a t-shirt and a print became a print um and so it really had you know to it really had to be all about the culture and that may be something you know even in your intro that that you just mentioned is it's definitely not about free snacks um or <laughs> slides or like you know anything like that like so often i think tech does you know, the most talking about culture and it's usually surrounded or like with work-life balance, no work Fridays and things like that. Um, and, and our culture is the polar opposite of that. Our culture is about doing something in an industry that has never been done before. Our culture is about achieving a two-day ground shipment anywhere in the U.S., establishing a championship team, treating them like family and on and on and on those, those principles go. Um, and I, you know, I don't know, you know, Carlo, we're flying by the seat of our pants, certainly, you know, when we, when we started the organization and, you know, we had a 900 square foot shop and the dark room was inside the bathroom. And is that we certainly didn't understand like how to hone in these principles at that time. So it certainly took a, a very long time I say to to like establish these and 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 really make them work for us. But you know, I also don't think we scream from the mountaintop either. You know, we do things very organically, 
And, um, you know, we spend time as a leadership team coming up with what is this company all about? And um, we spend time talking to our team about what are they trying to do? What's what's important to them in their career? And then, you know, we organically and authentically integrate those principles into the organization so that they don't necessarily, you know, become a billboard. They're more like talking points and tools that we continue to use on and on and on. And then they just catch. Um, And when they catch is like so much more impactful than saying like, okay, we're going to make this giant sign that says respect and transparency. And like, that's their company culture. And it's like, okay, like, what is that? What does that even mean? Um, like, if, are you dis- who has a company that's disrespectful? You know, or like, who has a company that, you know, is, you know, like, I could say, anti-transparent, right? Like I, Comcast, Comcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Comcast, ComEd. But um, yeah, you know, I think that that that's how the organization has been built. You know, one one stone at a time, one principle at a time. It had it, it cer- certainly has not been the easy way. Um, you know, it's it definitely go- the route that we choose is the hard way, and it's supposed to be hard. Um, and if it's not hard, then you chose the easy path. Interesting. So, and maybe Carlo, you can talk to me a little bit about that. So you use a lot of words there that really stick out to me, you know, that organic growth, the hard path, it's not just about a sign. So then Carlo, what are the things that Culture Studio is doing? Like, are there specific tools that you use or are there policies or are there procedures that you all implement that aligns with that? Yes, for sure. I, yeah, I think Rich really uh, laid it out perfectly there. But I'd, I'd give it to to Rich is really really the one that brings the the process and really comes with the structure of not just talking about things, but also putting it down on paper. And then we create really cool graphics and things. But before you get to that point, it's just getting everyone aligned on what the goal is. You know, like, I think that's where it starts. It's like what what are we trying to achieve as an organization? And, and I can. I can tell you that our goals and what we're trying to achieve are completely different than than anyone else or any other competitor or anyone else that we would compare ourselves to. We have a goal. And as, as long as we at the leadership team and, and everyone at the board level understands where we want to go, then we start to build those things to really get the team on, in line and, and really understand. And then they have a purpose. It's like, here here's, here's what we're trying to achieve. Everyone... Um, buy into that and understand. And then everyone has kind of their marching orders and we start to really take take really big steps and progress forward. Um, that's where I think it starts is really understanding where you're trying to go. So I, I know a lot of shops even, or even businesses themselves, you know, they don't want to be the biggest on the planet. And that's cool too. You know, they want to be a nice, strong $1 million, $2 million in revenue, you know, have those summer Fridays that Rich is talking about and yeah. leave on Friday nice and early, kind of like a family business. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes Rich and I look at each other and like, dude, man, that, that sounds a little easier, man. Should, should, should we just do that? Like, like, should we change the goal a little bit? That, that sounds so much, uh, just, just so, so much more achievable and a little easier, but, but that could be someone's goal. Ours is totally different. And we just got to be really clear about that. And then we start to build all those cool tools and things around around the buy-in to that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's just like, this is not a one size fits all is what I'm really getting from this. It sounds like it's very personal to each person's, each shop. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that um, kind of stood out to me with that is it sounds like it, it could be flexible. 
would would you say maybe when you first started out your goals and maybe even your company culture has changed a little bit from the beginning? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think change is the only constant. I, th- I don't think the ultimate vision has changed much. Mm-hmm. Um, we're chameleons for for our clients. And you know, something that we have going on right now that I'm, I'm trying to put in a, in a good package is we, we have four automatic monsters. So, you know, 18 colors and, and up being installed in two separate factories at the same exact time. And we're trying to put that in some, you know, some kind of like cool visual, uh, you know, explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's certainly been like, from contractors to team members, just say like, I mean, why are we killing ourselves here? For what reason? It's 98 degrees outside, inside. And like, let's just say like, this is our capacity and this is what we're able to do. And this is how many hours in in the day. And and, and that's it. You know, Carlo is the first one to stand up and say, well, because that's not our culture. Our culture is to install these machines in a week and a half which is unheard of. I mean, e- even MNR people have said that this is the impossible, but somehow, some way, they always seem to get it done, right? Like from the electricians to our team members to, you know, everybody in between, they find out it's possible. And I, I think like that's where the pure joy comes from. That's where mm-hmm. purpose in your in your role comes from is, you know, all of us humans, you know, approach things being super change adverse. I just moved to like the slight suburbs of the city. It took me an hour to get into work today. I'm super change adverse. It was horrible. You know, and and once you achieve that, and then like it, 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 it means a lot more. It's like, you could take like so much passion in like, okay, like I, it was the unthinkable, but we got it done. Um, and, and that's our company culture. And, and that hasn't wavered very much. You know, how we get things done and, you know, fine tuning, you know, those principles and, you know, continuing to also find people that really want to be in a startup forever, you know, and being able to attract and find that that type of talent that has, you know, deep grit and tenacity that I would say spans across all of your senses and uh, being able to be yelled at, being able to be hot and not be able to see and every, you know, like everything in between, Um, you know, those, those uh, warriors are, are not easy to come by, but you know, that's our, our job, Carlo and I is to, is to constantly be out there trying to recruit and find, you know, those people that have that chip on their shoulder that they have to win. Um, that's really interesting, especially like given today's staffing discussions that everybody keeps having, like it, it, it continues to be an issue. Um, I keep hearing it, um, from small mom and pop shops all the way up to like the big guys, like everyone keeps saying, yep, we're still having some staffing struggles. Maybe it's not as bad as it was in 21 or 22 or whatever, still a struggle. Um, so, you know, talking about the challenges of not just staffing, but like how company culture plays into that and all that stuff. I mean, Carlo, where do you see the big challenges playing out when you are building company culture and then kind of how that re you know, relates to building a team and having a solid, reliable team. It actually really helps with with recruiting and 
Okay. I use it a lot. I I, re, I lean on the culture and the way things are within our company a lot. You know, to be honest, I kind of use it to scare people away in interviews. I'm actually <laughs> interviewing like crazy right now. Um, I'm actually doing my own recruiting. I'm out there. We're trying to build um, even further of a dream team than we already have. We're like going hard on recruiting. I think we have like 15 to 25 open roles right now. And wow. uh, we've already surpassed 230 employees and we still have so much more to add. And so we're on like a recruiting um, frenzy right now. Honestly, I, I, I do I do reflect back on the culture very often. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain to them like, this is what a day in the life is like. And I'll, I'll give them the worst of the worst and tell them how ugly it can be as far as, you know, the demand and the turn mm-hmm. time and the expectation and the, the bar is set so high. And I try to scare them away. Honestly, I, I give them the energy and I, I give them the passion that comes through every single day. If that scares them or makes them run away a little bit, that's not the place for you. And I think it's, it saves everyone a little time, you know, like let's not waste our time. If you're looking for, uh, you know, checking out at 4 PM or, or not getting a text message on Sunday because a tour is missed, this is not the right place for you. I'm not saying you got to kill yourself. This, this, this is also a very fun place to work, but it's just, it's easy to, to, it's easy to rely on a little bit and reflect and say, this is what we're trying to do. And, you know, Rich mentioned the championship team type of strategy. And uh, we use that a little bit to say, you know, have you ever heard of any championship team that just coasted their way through to the, to, to the end? Like it's hard and you lose and you cry and, and you laugh and you, you see the successes along the way, but it's never easy. It's funny. Like I, I even have like a box of tissues in my office now and it's kind of like a joke, but it's also just for myself. So like <laughs> me and Rich, we're like in the corner crying. Like, why did we do this? And like, we committed to, uh, it's, it's just crazy, you know? Um, but it is, it's, it's good to, to lean on the culture and say, it's supposed to be hard and trust us when we get through it, we're going to celebrate too. So it's like, we're going to, we're going to get through it and we're going to celebrate the wins. And we do take a second to reflect and, and celebrate the success along the way, but it's supposed to be hard. And we definitely use that with recruiting. And and I find honestly, sometimes uh, some, uh, some candidates will say, you know, thank you for being really honest about your culture and how, how it runs at culture studio. That's not what I'm looking for, but I really wish you guys the best of luck and boom. That's perfect because we all know we recruit, we hire, and then we find out 60 to 90 days later that it's just not the right fit. We can save a little time there if we're just really upfront in the beginning. I love that. Um, and for the record, I have a little box of tissues when in my <laughs> office for when I, you know, lose it on a deadline or like something absolutely crazy happens. I feel that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It shows that you care, you know, and there's some tears coming out. It's like, all right, there's some passion there. I can do something with the passion. <laughs> I love that. But like, just to, to speak to that. I mean, I think that's like a huge part of building a good culture too, is you're making sure you're getting someone who's equally passionate or will get to that passion or discover it or whatever. Um, that's, I think there's a lot of power behind that. Um, you know, one of the things I, I Carlo, you attended our, um, apparel decoration summit that we had in Nashville. Um, and this was a hot topic there too. And I, I think I recall you specifically even making a comment like, Hey, we're getting a little spicy here now, guys. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting topic. And like you guys have both said, um, everybody has an opinion on it. Everybody has a different approach to it. Um, but I, you know, I think that transparency is really important, especially from like, now I'm thinking, listening to you guys from like that management perspective, mm-hmm. right? So you guys have talked about implementing, you've talked about sort of some of the policies, procedures, you've talked about the interviewing process, 
let's jump even further into it. So now, you know, we're talking, we've built a culture, we've got it ready. We've been very transparent with our employees. What does it take to, to manage the company culture? Does that question, does that make sense? Like how does a good manager then make sure you're carrying that all the way through on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? Yeah. Again, I'll speak to like the, um, I would say authentic side of, of the culture of the organization. Um, and, you know, something that, that we're working deeply on right now is, is our org chart. And, and, and our org chart looks, I think, very different than if you Google one. Um, it, it, it doesn't have the one box up top and then all these squares coming down. Because we have this level of, I would, I would say, bar set, and we we're trying to hire top talent across the board at all times. We're trying to build accountable teams and get the heck out of their way. And us as leaders are trying to become that trusted resource for each other's teams. Um, and I think you know something else to to mention is um, you know by definition we run a family business. Uh, you know there there is way more than one family member. Uh, you know, we have Joey and Nick and, and Carlo and myself and, and, you know, further on from there. And so, you know, I, I would say like, certainly by definition, you know, we, we run a family business, but it's because of the way that we set up the org chart and because of how we establish what we would call like accountable teams that we're not in each other's way. You know, there, there's very clear definition of who's on whose team. And, you know, that then those teams are working not independently, but but with each other. And, you know, that leader is utilizing the tools that we've rolled out for them. And when we all start to speak the same and, you know, like even if one of us aren't there and, you know, someone asks something to say, like to Carla, somebody will say like, you know, like, hey, Carla, what do you think about this? And, and if he has almost the exact same response which happens daily, it can get nauseating, um, you know, especially for like, you know, team members that have felt comfortable. They're like, oh my God, these guys are going to say exact. It's, it's like, it's not by accident. You know, I mean, at, even at the, at the highest level, like the four seasons has thousands of, of team members and employees and have found a way for them all to speak in the same language. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's certainly not by design or like handing out a handbook. That is by you know building leadership and building teams, smaller teams if possible, and having that trusted leadership and that trusted source so that you could utilize these tools. And that's the only way that that we've been able to to be successful. And even you know the challenges of of running another facility thousands of miles away, you know, has has even in today's day where you think you could just hop on a a zoom or something like this. And, you know, it's, it's hard to get culture through that monitor. You know, it's, it's that same thing, building these teams, continuing to use the tools um, has been the only way to, to get consistency uh, across the board. Yeah. As it, as it pertains to like getting the the team or at least managing culture as it, as it goes down and kind of spreads out to the entire team. I always use this kind of, this kind of phrase or metaphor where it's like culture is like, it's like a baby. And you have to feed it constantly, like a newborn. You mm-hmm. you can't leave it. You can't leave the newborn. You got to keep your eyes on the baby at every single moment of, of the day. And as soon as it makes a mess of itself, 
you got to clean it up immediately. <laughs> and that's just like culture. As soon as it makes a mess of itself and it happens every single day, every single hour, you don't let it go by. You attack it immediately. Someone responds to an email not, not properly. Someone doesn't speak to the team member properly or just it just doesn't fit, doesn't fit in line with the culture. You have to address it right there and then just like that baby. Got to clean it up. Are, are you speaking from experience, Carlo? Yeah, with I got with the babies. Rich, yeah, Rich has two daughters. I have three. So between us, we're changing the population of females. Uh, one, one baby at a time. <laughs> yeah, one baby at a time. Yeah, our, our family's got you covered with the offset. We got all boys. So there you go. There you go. We're good. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, like I said, we're kind of coming uh, uh, up on time here. Um, For anyone who has for their questions, maybe wants to pick your brain a little bit more, where can people connect with either you personally or just with you through Culture Studio? Yeah, uh, you can hit us up on our website just uh, just to contact us. But I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'm always checking messages there. So yeah, love to speak to anybody. Just give me a shout there. Yeah, same same LinkedIn. All of our emails are pretty easy to find as well. Our names and culturestudio.net. Sounds good, guys. And you can also find Carlo's information on the Apparelist website, apparelist.com. As I mentioned earlier, he is on our advisory board. Um, so you can definitely connect with any of the Apparelist advisory board members, apparelist.com. You can find us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the big players. Um, want to say big thanks to Carlo and Rich today for joining us. Uh, appreciate it, guys. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.